0: Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Today, Michael and myself are here to answer your Colts questions. We were going to record this last Thursday. Of course, you know, the Carson Wentz trade news broke, so it kind of derailed our plans a little bit, derailed some of the questions that we were going to answer. So Mm -hmm. we are doing now an updated Colts Q&A after the Carson Wentz trade. So apologies if you sent in a question And it isn't relevant anymore. Maybe that includes trading up or looking at other quarterback options. We are just discussing the most relevant Colts topics for you guys moving forward into the offseason. I was looking today, Michael, the free agency period. We are less than a month away, right? It starts on March 17th is when free agency opens. Super excited about that. And obviously the draft is coming up very soon as well. So there's a lot of things coming up very, very soon. Thank you so much for all the questions that you have for us. We'd love to do this more often, mm-hmm. but uh, w- with that being said, Michael, go ahead and take us away, man, with the first question. I think we're starting with the questions from YouTube. Am I correct?
1: Yes, sir. We're starting on YouTube. We are actually going to be a little familiarized with this first question. Uh, it's coming from Dylan Green. He says, what do you think about signing Joe Hague in the offseason to start at left tackle? So mm-hmm. a familiar face back in Indy. What do you think, Cody? Very much a familiar
0: face. It's very interesting. Like I didn't, blame Joe Haig for wanting to leave last offseason and going and protecting Tom Brady. Ultimately he's a Super Bowl champion and that was probably a decent choice for him yeah. uh, overall in the grand scheme of things. But you know, he he wasn't a starter, so I totally understand that. The question about him being left tackle though, you know, I don't think if the Colts have brought him in, it would be to be a left tackle. You know, I don't think it would be the starting left tackle, I should say. So I think if they bring him in, it's more of a depth piece again. And, and at that point, it's like, well, why wouldn't you re-sign with a team that was just in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, but from a depth standpoint, sure, I would love to bring back Joe Haig. I think he provides a lot of quality depth at offensive tackle and also pretty much any position, right? He's played basically right. every position on the line. So I wouldn't mind bringing him back.
1: But the question is, does he want to come back, especially riding a Super Bowl victory? Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, I wouldn't want to start him if we do bring him back at all because, you know, I think we should invest in a younger guy who's going to have a lot more years than Joe Haig, who will actually be a lot of, a little bit cheaper than Joe Haig as well, signing him on. Um, but, you know, you're right. If we're going to get him for depth and his versatility, I'd absolutely love it because the guys know him. They already have some chemistry with him um, throughout the past couple years. Uh, so, yeah, I'd be great with the, the depth, but not to start. Yeah. All right. perfect now we're going to move on to justin whitmer uh do you think ben banagou will turn into a great pass rusher Ooh, <laughs> that's a loaded question right there i uh, think great him. so you have to you have to like go great. with his premise here so what what is what classify what do you think classifies as great in your mind for me if we're looking at the great pass rushers right now i'm thinking of khalil mack i'm thinking of oh, Barrett, uh jpp frank clark those guys, maybe not the elite, the elite. I mean, you can consider Khalil Mack elite, but like the elite right now to me is TJ Watt. Oh, yeah. Um, but like the, the second tier, that great combination. Gotcha. Yeah. So
0: not quite elite. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. So that, I mean, obviously double digit sacks every year right. consistently. Oh, gosh. I mean, they got a long way to go with Ben Banigu. I mean, there's a reason he was a healthy scratch this last year, pretty much the entire season. You know, especially because, like, you know, the defensive end position, like, it was pretty crowded as well. But, you know, saying that, that was, I think, if you look at the defensive line and that really the defense in general, you could probably say outside of maybe corner. Edge rusher is the number one need, and maybe even Trump's corner. Honestly, uh, so you know that being said, with the kind of need there at defensive end, Ben Banigu certainly he, he has to. This is a big year for Ben Banigu. It gives us—we've talked about it. Tyquan Lewis vibes from a year ago, right when mm-hmm. when he was basically the same way, where he was missing games due to help being a healthy scratch because he it came to active practice, right? That's what Matt Ibrflus was saying. Right. Say We heard very similar things from Matt Ibraflus about Ben Banigou. So I can't, you know, it's it's hard for me to just say, boom, he's going to be a great pass rusher. I certainly think I'll say this, Justin. I certainly think he has the traits and the physical ability to become a great pass rusher. I'll say that. There are so many factors though that need to happen for Ben Banigou to become that. And we know like Chris Ballard has said, right? Like, Pass rushers take time. Some of these young guys, they take longer than others, right? Not every every guy's going to come in and be a Quentin Nelson or a Darius Leonard right away. Some of these guys, especially we've seen with the the pass rushers, they take some time, right? Taekwon Lewis by no means is like a great player, but he definitely played a lot better in his last year than he did his first couple of years, right? So Mm -hmm. I think with Ben Banigou, the key thing here is patience with him. And, you know, if he if it happens the same time, the same thing happens this year, I could maybe see the Colts trying to find a different option there and, and maybe moving on from him. Uh, but, you know, saying that, I certainly think just to go back to your question, a lot of factors have to happen. But he certainly has the traits and the physical ability to become that if he continues to work, continues to put the work in, continues to work with Robert Mathis and all those guys. I think the traits are there and the physical ability is there. That's for sure. I mean, there's a reason he was taken in the second round, right? He's got some raw talent. He's just got to refine his craft here, work with the uh, Brian Baker, defensive line coach, and and figure out. I mean, he did wonders with Taequann Lewis. He did wonders with some of these mm-hmm. other guys. Maybe he next is. year he'll do some wonders with Ben Banigou. We'll see. But,
1: uh, yeah, that's kind of my answer to the question. Yeah, Justin, it's going to be tough for me to say he's going to be great, but he there is a lot of potential. Uh, Cody just mentioned it. We did take him in the second round. It was either him or Kari Willis. I remember that they were thinking of like at least there was a film room discussion of thinking of either or no. I believe it was either Okariki or Banigu, uh, yeah, exactly. and uh, they were like, you know, depending on who they wanted to take, and clearly they took Banigu first. And so they have obviously some faith in them, and they still most likely do have that faith. That it's just going to take some time. And luckily, we did see a successful situation with Taekwon, and it could be the same similar situation. We just got to wait and see. Now we're going to move on to Kenneth Human. What do you think about Paris Campbell, and what do you expect from him, obviously, if he stays healthy coming into next season? First off, thank you for the question,
0: Kenneth. I think we saw a little snippet of what could be with Paris Campbell in that first game. Mm-hmm. He, was I mean, good. He, he led the Colts in receiving, right? He was a weapon in that Jacksonville game. Now, I'll get it. Jacksonville's not a very good team, but we saw that even in 2019 a little bit, right? When Paris Campbell was right, when he was healthy, he was a playmaker waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. So there is that caveat. Will he stay healthy, right? I don't think it's much of a, like uh, he's injury prone. I just think it's been very unfortunate injuries the last couple of years. Maybe you could point yeah. to in 2019. You could point to like he just wasn't physically in shape. This last year was just a freak type of thing, right? That was, so that was tough. In my opinion, with Paris Campbell, he is a weapon, man. You can use him just anywhere you want. Um, you we saw him do end arounds. We saw him, you know, get screens. He you can use him in so many ways. I mean, he's got that blazing speed. Mm-hmm. So I think Paris Campbell, man, he he's a weapon if he's healthy. Um, and so in this caveat, if he does stay healthy, I think he is lightning in the bottle right now. He, he's, you know, Naheem Hines and him, man, they are going to be kryptonite to defenses, honestly. I, I really think so. He's he's so talented. Like, it's a bummer that these 2019 class, just a lot of these guys haven't quite lived up to where their draft type was, especially in that second round quite yet. But yeah. the talent is there, right? The talent mm-hmm. is there. And, if anybody can get talent out of some of these guys, it's the Colts right now with their mm-hmm. coaching staff. So yeah, if Paris Campbell stays healthy, he's shown that he can be a very effective playmaker. So I expect big things out of Paris Campbell. If he can fully stay healthy this year.
1: If, if I, I I can guarantee if he stays fully healthy, he plays 16 games, he's getting over 900 yards. I can uh, get getting... purpose clearly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. No question. Yeah. Uh, maybe oh, even yeah. a thousand. And so I, you're, you're right. his, I haven't seen anyone as fast as him since maybe obviously Tyree kills, maybe a little bit faster, but when Paris Campbell's out there and he's blazing, there's no stopping him. I and know. So, yeah. I, I love seeing it. And so I, you're right. He's basically like a mini T Y kind of mixed with like a Deshaun Jackson type who mm. can pretty much do everything. Just the Harris I hate when people are saying he's too injury prone because you're right. 2019 was not the best season for him. I don't think he was ready at the start. Yeah. Um, uh, but that it was a freak, freak accident, and it was Harrison Smith, one of the hardest-hitting safeties that we've seen in my lifetime, and so I, it was just a freak accident. I'm yeah. rooting for him, and I hope that he can get back in shape.
0: Yeah, That's I mean- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, you're good. I was just going to say, man, in that first game, he wasn't guardable. I mean, you could not yeah. stop Paris Campbell. So so that gives me hope that he will turn into that weapon if, like we said, he stays fully healthy, which is a big gift right now because, mm-hmm. I mean, we can say he's not injury prone, but, I mean, facts speak for itself. How many games has he played in two years? I mean, yeah, it's, anyway. it's, I think it's a fair point there. But, yeah, we can move on to the next one.
1: Sorry about that. No, no worries. But I, we can talk about Paris Campbell all day. Oh, yeah. Now, Zane Smith is talking about what do you think the chances are, and if we get him, the price of landing or Blando Brown Jr. are. So the price and chance on Orlando. All right, bit. I'll start with the price. So I think it's going to take a first-round pick to get Orlando Brown. He's
0: one of the best offensive tackles in the league. But I'll just say this, Zane. I think it's very low the Colts get Orlando Brown, and I'll, say, and I'll explain why. I think the Colts like his talent, obviously. You need an offensive tackle. But for me, it's a couple of reasons. First off, he's going to cost a lot of money, right? He's going to want an extension. You're already paying Ryan Kelly, one of the highest paid centers in the league. You're going to have to pay Quentin Nelson the same way. Same with Braden, Braden Smith, mm-hmm. right? So there's all of these guys you're going to have to pay. And number two, this offensive tackle class is really darn good. So I would rather go in the draft and get a guy on his rookie deal for four or five years. And you can pay some of these guys while also having it. You know, I know it's a little bit less of a slam dunk sure thing right away, right? With an offensive rookie at tackle. But saying that, I still like that option over getting a guy like Orlando Brown because of the contract, right? If Orlando Brown was still in his rookie contract for a couple more years, I might be changing my tune a little bit. But the fact is he's going to want to get paid. And we just can't afford to to pay all these guys, right? And this is like... Why you know, I've been saying, like, people have been asking, why doesn't Ballard go after more guys? Well, he has recently, but kind of got to think about these. There's some of these superstars you've drafted, you got to pay, right? And mm-hmm. and so, uh, I think that's why. But Zane, I, I appreciate the question, man. It's a very good question. There's been a lot of talk around him at first. I was on the Orlando Brown hype train, like, trade for this guy, but looking at it now, it makes a lot of sense. You can you just can't pay everybody top of their position it's just not logical right it's just not gonna happen so i appreciate the question though all right we can move on now to sassy as should the colts try to get jj watt
1: Ah, okay. So now this is someone I was going to say for Orlando Brown, I'd honestly rather sign like a a cheaper veteran or definitely draft like what you were going to say, because his price tag is just going to be a little too much because of what we just did with Carson Wentz. We know that we're going to have to pay him now and take on his contract. Um, JJ Watt, however, I'm willing to pay that man whatever he wants. I would have the the best time watching JJ Watt and DeForest Buckner play with each other on the same line including Grover Stewart, including maybe if we get yeah. Justin Houston back, like just yeah. think of that for a second. If we did have Justin Houston, JJ Watt, Grover Stewart, and DeForest Buckner, <laughs> I understand. It's probably not likely the Colts are interested. as has been a couple reports have been saying, uh, but I don't know if JJ Watt wants to go to the Colts. If I was JJ, I'd probably want to go lean towards the Steelers, but they just don't have enough money. All right. Uh, <laughs> so it, if he wants to say "screw you, Houston," he's going to choose either us or the Titans, and so I think we should go after him. I don't see why we shouldn't, especially if we really need to just upgrade that edge position and we're not going to resign Houston. Um, yeah. So I'm a big I'm a big proponent of we should go after him.
0: Yeah, but you also look at the the pass rush market. I'd rather go after one of those younger guys. Personally, I know they're going to cost a little bit more and it goes back to Orlando Brown like if you trade Orlando br- trade for Orlando Brown, then you can't go get one of these stud guys uh pass rusher wide receiver in free agency. So, I would more be inclined to go get a Romeo Arqua I think he's how you say Aquara. Arqu- 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 uh, sorry, pl- Aquara. Thank you. Mm. Romeo Aquara from Detroit. He was a Pro Bowl type player this last year. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, you mentioned Shaquille Barrett, depending if he goes, goes back to Tampa Bay. That'll be interesting to see what happens. Or Carl Lawson. Those mm-hmm. are the three names that I'm really in on for the Indianapolis Colts. If any of those guys are not tagged or re resigned by their respective teams, Colts should be on that 100% right away. Because um, that is the biggest need on defense, I think. We we said right. corner, but ultimately, man, it comes back to, can you get to the pass rusher? You can have average corners. You can't have average pass rush if you want to be a dominant defense. So, you know, I wouldn't mind it, but also I would like to explore other options before right. I do that. So, uh, yeah, that's probably my thought on that. All right, let's move on to Jacob. He asked, what do you think Jacob Eason's future will be? Do you think he'll be a career backup or maybe you think he goes somewhere and flourishes?
1: Man, this is a tough question now that we have Carson in here. Yep. Uh, I do think that he's going to be the straight backup this year. I don't think we're going to resign Jacoby. Um, if we do, I think I'd, I guess I'd be okay with it. But – um I think he's going to be a backup, at least for the Colts for now. And just due to Carson's injury history, I think he's got to definitely be ready. And he could definitely shine. And, you know, obviously he's not going to pull a Tom Brady, but he could pull a Tom Brady game. Obviously, you know, if he comes in and shines, if Carson goes down, if that happens, then, you know, I'd be totally fine with having him learn who learned from Philip Rivers, who learned from Jacoby Brissett, who learned from Andrew Luck and Tom Brady. I'd be totally fine with having him in there and stepping up when he needs to do it. But if we're, we're paying Carson all that money, I think, you know, he could just be ending up a backup for us for a little while. Now, if he does want to go somewhere and get signed for a free agency, or we do trade him or someone, you know, is interested in him, I can definitely see him flourishing. Um, but I think Zach Hicks had a really good um, film thread a couple months ago. I think, I believe it was Zach Hicks um, about, you know, showing Jacob Easton and his potential on broken plays and it just didn't yeah. really look very. He he had like a really good breakdown on how like you know if, if it's not a scripted play, he didn't really look too good. And so mm-hmm. it, it, obviously we got to wait and see what he actually does in the pros since we haven't seen a thing. But yeah. it, it, it's really up in the air to see if he flourishes or not.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it should be right now. I mean you haven't seen him like you said play a snap in the NFL, not even in a preseason game. Mm-hmm. So I it's hard to say that. But I mean I strictly from a potential standpoint he has a chance to be a good quarterback in the league i think he has the physical tools right Mm -hmm. i mean there's a reason why people were giving him potentially a first round grade a couple years ago right Right. i mean people were doing that you can laugh about that but people actually were doing that because he's got the physical tools to be a franchise quarterback he got him Mm -hmm. in the fourth round i think he got him in the fourth round for a reason there, there are issues. He's not a perfect prospect by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but he's got the arm strength, right? He's He's got the potential to be a starting quarterback eventually. I kind of look at it like this with Jacob Eason, right? You, This is year two of a four-year rookie deal for him. Mm-hmm. So you see what you got with Carson Wentz, right? If he's really, really bad this year or whatever, or you, know, two, <clears throat> you commit to him two years and he's really bad, maybe at that point Eason's ready to jump in and be the starter. Right. And you see what you got with him there. That's kind of where I'm at with him right now is kind of just don't force him into being the starter right away. Just mm-hmm. let him continue to learn and soak it in because he hasn't really played a whole lot of games, right? He doesn't have a whole lot of game time experience in mm-hmm. the in college. He didn't have a ton, right? He only played one year at Washington. Um, so I just want to get him more experience, see him in the preseason before I can really make any determinations on how I think his career is going to go. But as of right now, I think you're right. Back up for at least a year, maybe two. And then we'll see what happens with Jacob Eason after that. But uh, yeah, yeah. We'll have to wait and see. We will. Yeah, it's all about waiting and seeing with him. And so that's why I thought people were crazy when they're like, let Jacob Eason start. I was like, what? Uh, We haven't even seen him play a snap. How do we know if he's any good? He could be really good. But Mm -hmm. how do we know, right? How do we know? He hasn't accomplished anything. He hasn't even played a game yet. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, that's kind of how my feelings on Jacob Eason. Sorry if there's any Jacob Eason lovers in here. Apologies. (laughs) Um, All right, let's move on now to Miles Bryan. He asked, if Wentz doesn't pan out this year, is Frank's job on the line? No.
1: I'm just kidding. We're going to leave it at that. No, this is Frank's fourth QB. Um, I think he's done an exemplary job with everyone that he's had. If, you know, maybe if it's strictly – if it's like a weird scenario where it's strictly Frank who costs us a couple different games, then maybe. But – If it's Wentz that doesn't really pan out, I don't think it's Frank's fault. I feel like if there's any – everyone in the media is saying this. If there's anyone who could fix Carson, it's Frank. And if Frank's not – Frank knows exactly how to work with the QB that he has. He knows how to use the QB's strengths to his advantages. He already worked with Carson. We 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 all know the stats. We don't have to go over that again. So I really do think if it doesn't pan out, it's going to be on Carson. Mm-hmm. So, No, I don't think Frank Frank's job is going to be on the line. No.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you look at the court. Like, the, it's not like Frank Reich; his, his quarterbacks haven't played well, right? I mean, right. you saw what, like I mentioned, you saw what he did with Luck. You saw what he did with Phillip Rivers. Like, like this yeah. is a good opportunity, right? And and like mm-hmm. you said, I feel like the Colts didn't like set. If this was like a Matthew Stafford type of trade, then I might be more inclined to say yes because that's a win now move to me. But this Carson Wentz trade is more of a hey, we like the potential. We like the physical tools. Let's mm-hmm. see if we can tap back into what he was before that ACL injury, and even what he was in 2018, 2019, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I, I'm kind of right there with you. I'm like, it's it ultimately comes down to Carson, right? And and if he doesn't do well, maybe it's more on him than Frank Reich, right? So mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you there. I think it's would be more on Carson Wentz than Frank Reich, but I mean, it's important to consider, right? Like, this is now the second quarterback that that Frank Reich has brought in. Philip Rivers, obviously, the first one that we would say. And you know, you haven't won a playoff game with Philip Rivers. If Carson Wentz is terrible and you don't even get to the playoffs, maybe the seat's a little bit warmer. I don't know. I wouldn't say he's he's in danger of losing his job, but maybe it's a little bit warmer. Like, okay, now this is your second quarterback that we really haven't done a whole lot with. And you're the uh, one, that right? And you're the one that pushed for this guy. Okay. So that's a lot of what ifs, obviously. But if Mm -hmm. it comes to that point, maybe that's a conversation we have about, is his seat getting a little bit warm? But, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't know. He could turn out to be a really solid quarterback. So, you know, that's all what-ifs right now, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, Easy Glade Mm -hmm. says, if you could add any player in the league right now to the Colts,
1: who would it be? Oh, that's a good question. The first one that comes to mind is – JJ Watt or Shaquille Barrett, a, a really good pass rusher right away, but I'm only thinking of free agents. So I'm going to think outside the box and just grab anyone, like even if they're not a free agent or if we can just randomly trade for them. Um, I, I'm not going to do QBs because I'm not going to be like, oh, Patrick Mahomes. Because, you know, I think who I would really like to like fit our not only our culture, but like our locker room and to fit like the personality that I really want too this is going to sound really weird and it's going to be bad, but I would, I would really love Jarvis Landry. Like, nice. I, I don't know if you saw the hard knocks of him uh, when he first got to the Browns, when he like was yelling at the receivers about how they're going to change the culture, how he's going to be, he's going to lead the way he's been there for three years. He's been playing hurt for the past, like two years. Like it, uh, there were a lot of reports that came out saying that he had a lot of hip problems, he had a lot of different injuries that he was playing through um, during the playoffs, during everything. And, Obj when Obj went down, like Jarvis just absolutely stepped up. I love the fight that Jarvis has. I've always been a huge Jarvis Fandry, Uh Jarvis Fandry. Jarvis Landry. Hey, <laughs> yeah. that's funny. Yeah, I've always been a huge Jarvis Landry fan, and so I don't know why I would just absolutely love him in our locker room. Sure. And so that's that's the first one that comes to my mind.
0: Gotcha. I mean, I got to go pass rusher. I got to go T.J. Watt or Khalil Mack. One of those sure. guys, man. I mean, that's obviously like not going to happen, but. Yeah. If I'm choosing anybody, I mean that's a big position of need, it's you can get fin- an elite pass rusher. Maniac Goats
1: 53. Who do you think Wentz's favorite target will be? Pittman or Campbell? Now, there was another tweet that came out recently. I think either BTJ did post it or someone else did saying that when Wentz was having his uh, MVP year with Carson, with uh, Frank Reich, Alshon Jeffrey had like 103 receptions or something like that mm-hmm. that year. And, I mean, I can only imagine that Pittman's going to have that uh, something similar like that. I think he's going to definitely throw it up to Pittman whenever he can. Um, I mean, the way that he torched this Bills secondary in the playoffs just makes me so proud and so happy of him. Uh, so I think he's just definitely going to be the favorite. I think so too.
0: Yeah, I definitely think so. Uh, But, yeah, Paris Campbell, like we said, don't don't underestimate him. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be a weapon. But I agree. I think Pittman's an ascending player. He showed a lot in that Buffalo game. He showed a lot in that Green Bay game. So um, he's going to only get better, too. Like, he's going to get better in the red zone. He wasn't really that effective. They didn't really target him in the red zone. So I I have to imagine with that size, they're going to use him more. He's going to get more accustomed to using his body in that red zone in the NFL. So I think Pittman's the, the, the
1: obvious choice there. All right, cool. Now we're gonna move on to Abandon Explained. He's actually got two questions for you. Okay. Uh, first one is, what number do you think Carson Wentz will wear? Because I think Pittman already did say on a stream that he's gonna keep eleven. Yeah. And secondly, do you think that Wentz will be? Do you think this is this is his words? Do you think Wentz will be just as saucy as Phil Rivers? <laughs> well, define saucy
0: for me. I, I'm not exactly sure what that
1: means. I think saucy is just playing good. I assume you oh. mean
0: gotcha um well the first question also thank you for for sending that in it's a pretty (laughs) funny one Uh, but the first question you know i have kind of two numbers in mind that i think would potentially be kind of good for him i think Mm. i like the number 10 i don't know that just looks clean to me uh for him i've seen kind of some photoshops i mean i'm not even gonna say number 12 because colts fans will lose their absolute mind um i wouldn't mind like number four also um I don't know. Number 4 or number 2. I guess I have 3 because number 2, you know, second chances, all that stuff. Um <laughs> to was taken number 2 overall in the 2016 draft. I could see that happening potentially. And right. maybe, you know what if it's a little bit of a slant at the Eagles for choosing Jalen Hurts over him.
1: Right. That's I don't true. Know.
0: I don't know. So those are kind of mine. Um, second question. You know what? I'll say this. You know, we I feel like we always trash on Phillip Rivers for his immobility and stuff like that. I mean, Philip Rivers is darn good at the line of scrimmage. Like he is yeah. really elite at the line of scrimmage. So I think from that standpoint, uh, Carson Wentz has some, some room to make up on that. But from mm. a physical standpoint, like we said, Carson Wentz can do so much more. I think, Honestly, it opens up so much for what your offense wants to do. I feel like you were limited with what Philip Rivers could do for your offense just because of this lack of mobility. But I think it helps a lot with the RPO game, right? It helps a lot. Jonathan Taylor, I think even the offensive line, it can help out a little bit as well. You're not having to protect just a quarterback that's so immobile. Now, you may see some more sack numbers just because Carson Wentz is kind of like Andrew Luck in that way where he – he struggles sometimes to just get rid of the ball. He always wants to make a play. We saw, you know, Frank Wright kind of coach a little bit of that out of Andrew Luck his his one year with him. But right. yeah, I, I think overall, I think he's definitely more. The upside is so much more tremendous than we had Philip Rivers in twenty twenty. Not a shot at Phil. He's just almost forty. <laughs> it's just that's just reality of it. But right. uh, yeah, that, that's kind of my thoughts there on on that. Thank you for those questions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So I agree with you. I think number four would be perfect because he grew up idolizing Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'd be just a just nice fresh start, especially if Deshaun Watson leaves we'd have the perfect number four then. So we can just get <laughs> the whole AFC South talk. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, no, I agree with you, man. Like he's got such a high ceiling. He's got a higher ceiling, ceiling than Phil, but he does have a lower floor, I think, because it's... Mm-hmm. Of- decision-making because he does hold on to the ball a little bit. So I think he does have the potential to be just as saucy abandoned. Now we'll move on to a person named Sassy. A lot of Paris Campbell questions. Will Paris Campbell get hurt again, or and do you think he is a bust? Mm. A well, I mean, it's hard to predict
0: injuries, but no, I don't think he's a bust. I just think he's had some unfortunate luck with, you know, 2019. That was probably more on Paris Campbell just because of the physical standpoint. He wasn't where he should have been. He even has admitted that. Um, But the second part of that question, do you think he's a bust? Uh, I just – this last year was just unfortunate, right? I think he's shown the potential of where you drafted him. It's just if he can stay healthy, you know what, then he'll prove people wrong. But right now it's hard to say that he's a bust because we just haven't seen him. He's not been a – he's been a good player when he's been healthy. He just hasn't been healthy. I, I can't just throw around the bust label quite yet.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just it's just unfortunate injuries at this point. Now, Sebastian Jakubik, I believe that's how you pronounce it, mm-hmm. says, do you guys see the Colts winning a Super Bowl in the next five years? Got to hear it from one Colts mm-hmm. fan to another. Man, you're making me do Super Bowl
0: predictions the next five years? Oh, man, that's hard to say, man. I mean, they're certainly a very talented team, I'll say that. I hate making these bold predictions. I just hate it because I know inevitably I'm going to get on that freezing cold takes Twitter when I do that. But I certainly think it'll depend on the quarterback. I mean, it's got to, right? Like if Carson Wentz can get back to a little bit of his form, I think they have a really good shot, honestly. But saying that also, you look at the AFC, you got Mahomes, you got Allen, you got Jackson, you got, Even Tannehill, like you've got some pretty solid quarterbacks coming up, potentially Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Like there are so many potential quarterbacks that would be phenomenal, right? And and there's not, there's more that I didn't even mention of young quarterbacks. There's so many, so much young talent in that AFC. The Colts got to get, got to figure out their quarterback situation. They're certainly talented enough to go toe to toe with some of those teams, but can the quarterback ultimately put them over the edge? That's going to be the biggest question. If he can, certainly.
1: Yep. I heard someone, I think it was Colin Coward who said, even if Carson Wentz is just like a top 15 quarterback with the team that we have around him, I think we can definitely get one within the next couple of years. So I I mean, you're right. It really just depends on, I mean, what was the main problem this year? Execution. As long as we can execute and we do our jobs, I think we're going to be totally fine. All right. Now we're going to move on to Twitter. That was all the YouTube. We're moving on to Jeff Node. What he says is how much will Jacob Easton be able to help Wentz learn the system and get acclimated to being accumulated? Okay. Let me redo that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no worries. All right, cool. Jeff Node on Twitter goes, How much will Jacob Easton be able to help Wentz learn the system and get acclimated to being a cult? Or will Ballard try to bring back Jacoby for that reason as his backup?
0: Yeah, Jeff, thanks for the question. Uh, we kind of mentioned this already. We feel like Eason will be the backup, so Jacoby probably won't be back, in our opinion. Um, but answering the question here, you know what the thing is, I think Wentz already kind of knows a good chunk of the playbook because, right, like he was with Frank Reich for a couple of years there. He's been with him for two years, so it's a very similar playbook in a lot of ways. But yeah, Eason could help him in certain ways because he's been in the system one year more than Carson Wentz has. So I think potentially they can both help each other. I think that's just what you do when you're in you know, in the room. You you help each other learn. You help each other do that stuff. But, um, yeah, I think Jacob Beeston will be the primary backup, and Jacoby Brissett will be looking elsewhere this this offseason, this next year.
1: Mm-hmm. And let's also not forget, man, uh, Marcus Brady, who was the QBs coach last year, obviously he was the QBs coach helping out Phillip Rivers, learning from uh, all these guys and learning so much different stuff. He's now the offensive coordinator. I feel yeah. like he's going to be a huge help as well. A lot of people aren't really talking enough about him. I, I think he's a brilliant, brilliant guy. So I really hope that he's uh, able to also like get Carson ready for it as well. From Always Foul, who is at Brent's sides, uh, with the addition of Wentz, surely we can get a good receiver in free agency, right? When I say good, I don't mean Aguilar, Sneed, or Watkins. I'm talking Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, or Godwin. The game changers. You know, what do you think?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that was a question I had. Does this Carson Wentz trade all of a sudden? I know he wasn't great, but now you know who your quarterback's going to be. Does that help some receivers now if they want to come to Indianapolis? Like, okay, I'm going to be catching passes from Carson Wentz now. He was an MVP a few years ago. So I think that maybe will help a little bit. Some people will say, well, why would that help? I mean, you, you already have such a good team around you, right? And, and I know everybody, the ultimate goal is a Super Bowl. So maybe it will help teams, you know, help players rather kind of realize okay wow uh these guys are ready to compete now they just made a power move to get a quarterback mm-hmm. they feel like they're ready to compete their windows super bowl window, is just open now, i'm gonna jump on that i yeah. can see that happening quite honestly
1: yeah no i can too i think the timing is perfect because we have a couple a couple weeks still to kind of figure out free agency who we would really want to go for i mean i'm sure guys are already talking you know some players are talking here and there whatever mm-hmm. the uh, tampering happens and it happens all around the league in every single league. So we'll have to wait and see, but, you know, I think we definitely can. I, I would love to see Chris Godwin. I think out of those guys too. I, I am a big fan of Al Robinson, but I feel like Chris Godwin would be a little bit cheaper. Mm. I don't know because he's a Super Bowl winner now. So maybe not. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of a question of who's good Tampa Bay going to keep? It's either
0: Shaquille Barrett, I feel like, or Chris Godwin. Who are they going to keep? Right. We'll see, I guess. But, uh, you know, if either of
1: those guys come available, I think it would be wise for the Colts to, to look mm-hmm. into that. Ian Kennedy, just a lot of Wentz questions today. Adding Wentz, do you think the Eagles would be open for a trade for Zach Ertz? And if not, which free agent, tight end, or obviously receiver, which we just talked about, has the best fit to play in the Wentz-Reich-led offense? Ian, thanks
0: for the question, man. Appreciate it. You know what? I feel like Zach Ertz is going to be released. I honestly feel like it. I mm-hmm. mean, the Eagles just, the, you know, we know the Eagles are backed into a corner with him. I mean, they're already eating so much cap from Carson Wentz being traded, right? So much dead cap they're eating. So they got to just get rid of him somehow. And like, I think teams aren't stupid and they know that. Like mm-hmm. why give a draft pick away when you could potentially just sign, sign this guy in free agency, But if Mm. he does become available, I can definitely see that being a viable thing. Uh, A couple other names that interest me. Hunter Henry is a name that's kind of been floating around. Uh, Jonu Smith, who nobody really talks about for some reason, I would like him potentially. Maybe he's slightly Mm. cheaper than a Hunter Henry. But I would like any of those tight ends, quite honestly. I think, you know, Zach Ertz obviously didn't have a great year last year. He's a little bit older than both of those guys. But any of these tight ends, I think, would be great. And I think maybe he Ertz has a little bit of an advantage working with Carson Wentz and Frank Reich, that relationship. Maybe similar to the Trey Burton last year. I could maybe yeah. see that happening. So, uh, yeah, I, I get you there.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, if he, We do just have to wait and see if he gets cut or whatnot. But if he doesn't, I don't want to trade for him. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely lean towards Hunter Henry. Now we got the B-Ball Pro 1800 with the potential of Von Miller, JJ Watt, Shaq Barrett, Bud Dupree, and Carl Lawson on the free agent market. I feel like we should go big on pass rush and let Ballard draft O-line and receivers through the draft. Do you agree with that? Okay. Okay.
0: Thanks for the question again. So I think definitely pass rusher should be addressed in free agency. I think there's a Mm -hmm. lot of names. You just mentioned a few that the Colts could potentially go get. I think they have to go get one of those guys because I mean, as good as Ballard's been, let's face it. He really hasn't been terrific at drafting at the edge so far. Right. I mean, we can still see what some of these guys are, but none of these guys have turned into superstars. None of that. These guys have been Darius Leonard or what, even like Kari Willis. Like none of these guys have been like, really good players at this point. They've been inconsistent at best. They've shown flashes, but nothing you know concrete for 16 games. So mm-hmm. saying that, I think those guys still have potential for sure, but I think with all the crop of viable pass rushers on the market, you got to sign one or even two of these guys potentially and yeah. just get your pass rush where it needs to be. You already took care of the interior this last offseason. You go address the pass rush on the edge, and your defensive line, man, it is – is so much better already, right? We saw how big of an addition to Force Buckner was to that interior. Imagine getting a guy like Carl Lawson or Romeo Acquara. I can never say his name right. But imagine mm-hmm. getting one of those guys, a Pro Bowl type of player, to pair alongside of him and Grover Stewart. And if you do re-sign Justin Houston or a Kamoko Ture comes on or mm-hmm. you have to even Danico Autry, that's a pretty darn good defensive line in my opinion. So I think mm-hmm. defensive end – Certainly, I think potentially wide receivers should be as well. It's ju- it's just as deep in terms of wide receivers. Now, I think I mean, maybe you can like get because there's so many wide receivers. Like, you, maybe you don't have to go get a Godwin or an Allen Robinson and drop twenty plus million on those guys. Maybe you right. can get a guy like Corey Davis or a guy like Curtis Samuel. Maybe one of those you know two tier type of guys that you could get that are still young and still have a lot of potential but they're not as refined and they're not going to cost as much. So maybe, right. maybe you do that. I, I personally I would go left tackle and corner in the first two rounds if you're if you're asking me today because I think those are two big positions of need that mm-hmm. are very deep in this draft. So kind of choose between the best prospect wherever you are whether that's 21, whether you trade back, whatever it is. I think I think certainly those are the two positions I'm looking for right now to address in the draft, it's left tackle and corner, and then you address the rest in free agency.
1: Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. Now we got to go to Bill Koloski. It's either Kozlowski or Koloski. I hope I'm saying it right, Bill. Uh, What do you think of Pat Freemuth? I believe that's how you pronounce it as well. He's a tight end from Penn State. Right now I'm thinking he gets drafted somewhere in the second round. Um, He watched a lot of him in college, and he's exactly what the Colts need at the tight end position. What are you thinking? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, So those of you who have watched this know I'm not like a huge, like, I'm not like a giant draft nerd. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not, I just don't like naturally gravitate towards that. And there's a lot of people who are, which is why I bring on a lot of people who know a lot more about these prospects and they study them day in and day out, as opposed to what I do. So, uh, but saying that, you know, based off of what you're saying here, Bill, uh, I could, that could be a surprise second round pick, honestly. But, you know, I think about it like this. What if the Colts traded back from 21, they got a third-round pick or something along those lines, would he still be available potentially in that third round, getting a tight end? I could could see that potentially happening, honestly. But uh, if he's as good of a prospect as you say, I I would not be shocked if he's the best player available in the Colts pick in the second round, if Ballard just went and shocked everybody and took him.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Ballard, I mean, now Ballard feels very comfortable about taking the guy that he wants. We obviously know he traded up for Jonathan Taylor. We saw what he did, saw what Pittman did. So <laughs> yeah. at this point, man, if Ballard wants to trade back, Ballard wants to trade all of his picks for something, I'm going to let him do whatever he wants. Not actually. He's earned it. <laughs> yeah, but definitely. Now we got Carr's side. He's saying, you're asking, with the possibility of Vaughn Miller being cut by Denver, would you see the Colts taking a chance on him as well? To, instead of like a Shaq Barrett or Carl Lawson.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, I think it really depends on that legal situation with, with Von right. Miller, right? If if that all gets sorted out and you know, he's good, then I can see that happening. I could mm. really see the Colts going after a guy trying to tap into a Von Miller. I mean, he obviously he's not going to cost as much as some of those other guys because he's mm. a little bit older, but he's still a pretty solid player and a pretty good player in his own right. I mean, he's mm. had how many sacks in his career. He's been really, really phenomenal. Uh, So I could see them potentially doing that. Maybe like the Justin Houston move. Maybe it's kind of that replacement. Hmm. Maybe so. Maybe so. But ultimately, it depends on that whole legal situation if that gets figured out.
1: Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it, we just got to wait and see with that legal situation because I don't I didn't really do any like sort of digging into it. So I'm just gonna let them figure it out. That Trevor McNutt. I love that name, by the way, man. <laughs> the first round pick. We've already kind of been talking about the draft now a little bit even more. He is asking, do we a draft left tackle, b draft an edge rusher, c any other position or D trade back? I'm of the mindset of uh, I'm of the mindset that we're probably going to trade back. What do you sure? Say?
0: Yeah. So I actually feel like I can put these in order. So I'd mm-hmm. say number one would be D. Mm-hmm. Number two would be, well, number two would really be A or B, depending who's a better prospect. Yeah. Um, I could see them do it either way. I personally would probably say left tackle because there's a obviously a bigger need at left tackle right now than edge rusher, you would say, because mm-hmm. you have some guys potentially you can plug in at edge rusher that maybe aren't the best in the world, but they're still solid players there, right? um so I'd probably say left tackle then edge rusher and then you could draft another position whether that's tight end whether that's bad you know more interior offensive line help I could see Chris Ballard even going after a linebacker a more coverage linebacker in those like mid to later rounds I could Mm. see him doing that with the uncertainty with Anthony Walker if he's going to get re-signed or not uh Mm. so that's kind of my thoughts on it I think there's so many options they can do but uh, I think, yeah. To answer the question about the first round, I think they certainly trade back and draft the left tackle. That's probably my thought.
1: Yeah, yeah, same here. I, that's what I hope they do. Honestly, I, I, I would love more picks for Ballard. He finds the best gems, so I'm cool yeah. with it. <laughs> right now, Brent Evitz asked today if Carson Wentz, like the the North Dakota State Carson Wentz, was coming into this draft class with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, all those guys. If he was coming out this year. What pick or where do you think he would be selected?
0: Hmm. That's a really good question. Mm.
1: Uh, there's a lot of, like, there's a
0: lot of pretty decent quarterbacks I would say this year. And yeah. then those first couple quarterbacks, at least I would probably say top 10, honestly. Mm. I don't know. Would you even say top five? I mean, there's outside of the first couple guys, there's not really like a team that's like, oh my goodness, unless a team trades up. Of course, there's not really a team that's like, oh my goodness, we need a quarterback this year. So I'd probably say yeah. like top ten, maybe like Carolina or you know, one of those type of type of teams that needs mm-hmm. a quarterback that I you know Carolina's kind of been rumored into being in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. If that didn't pan out, maybe they go and get a guy like that. So I would definitely think he'd be top ten because he is a very talented quarterback. Physically, like we said, he's got everything you look for in a franchise quarterback.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Um, probably top top ten, top fifteen. It just really does depend on I, I I would have to go back and look at like his North Dakota State tape compared to other guys right now. Uh, so <laughs> right. That's a tough question, but it's a good question. I think yeah, top fifteen, something like that. Moving to believe in the culture, it is Matthew Vire nineteen ninety-three. Who will Wentz's first T D pass <laughs> be to? Ooh, that's a really good question
0: oh okay so we're making some predictions time i said I didn't like to make predictions but i'm doing it anyway oh my goodness um, I got you. you got one already oh yeah go for it i'm still thinking
1: nine hunt okay. no. I
0: did that thought cross my mind it's gonna be Hunt. okay I, i'm gonna say i'm gonna say Zach Pascal
1: oh that's a good one too Zach's all Zach's just the most consistent receiver we've had in so long. I yep. love love watching Zach play. Yeah. I, I am thinking to Naheem, though, because I just have a feeling it's going to be like a nice little screen or a nice little out <laughs> route or just even maybe a check down that Carson's just like, all right, cool, there you go, and Naheem's going to make a play. <laughs> so <You're> that's right. <laughs> like it'll be unexpected, not trying to go for the touchdown whatsoever, but yeah. Naheem's going to be Naheem. That's what we'll probably have. <laughs> all right, now we also have at KV with the shot. He says, do you think we're going to re-sign T.Y.?
0: Ooh, wow! This is a really good question. I've seen such conflicting things, right? Like I feel like, oh yeah, we're gonna re-sign him, and then Ty's like, well, maybe you know, we'll see what happens, and yeah. all this stuff. Um, it's not like he's been causing drama. It's just like we just don't know right now. You know, at the end of the day, I do think the Colts re-signed Ty Hilton. I think he's just such a valuable player, such a valuable veteran. I mean, he he started out a little bit slow. Maybe you can credit that to lack of just the offense gelling and stuff like that. But he started to come on at the end of the year, and ultimately he led the Colts in receiving. So I could see the Colts potentially bringing him back as well. Um, but I do think, I will say, I do think even if you do bring him back, like I said earlier, that shouldn't hinder your approach to potentially adding another wide receiver in free agency. I think you kind of need to.
1: No. no, yeah, I agree. i'm 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 mainly hoping just because I'm such a huge fan of him that I really hope him. I hope he really just wants to come back for another year. I hope Jim Ursay even has some influence on it. So <laughs> yeah I know I know, I know Ursay really wants him back. He's on Lucas Oil for a reason. He's the only one out there. So right I, we're gonna try our I try our best to try to get him back for at least for one more year. York Wyatt says. What position do you guys think is a bigger priority? We've kind of been over this, but out of these two specifically, left tackle or a pass rusher right now? What do you think mm. is the most like priority?
0: Yeah, uh, I mean we've seen the Super Bowl showed us the value of both of them, right? Like a value yeah. of a good pass rush with Tampa Bay, and then with with on the flip side with Kansas City. The lack of having a quality. I mean, they had some injuries, but you know what I mean? Like the lack of offensive line, no matter how good your quarterback is, if you're not protecting him, he can't do much. Um, So saying that, I'll go back to the argument I said earlier. You have some potential guys you can bring back in free agency. Justin Houston, Danico Autry, to name a few. Alkadi Muhammad's another name. You can bring some of those guys back. They're not the best pass rushers in the world, but they're still solid guys. I mean, they both had, between Houston and and Autry, they both had, I believe, nine-plus sacks, so they still were pretty decent for you in in 2020. So I think, for me, you have potentially some options. They may not be your most favorite options, but you have some there. You have some young pass rushers. You've invested a couple second-round picks into some pass rushers. Mm -hmm. But for me, left tackle, you have nobody, right? You really have Will Holden, and that's about it right now. So for me, left tackle needs to be a priority, honestly, yep. in, in my opinion, because you just don't have it right now. You have nobody there that you feel comfortable, you know, playing, you know, plugging in there and playing week one to protect Carson Wentz. You just don't have that. So right. I would say left tackle.
1: Yeah, no, I agree, and it, it'll tie back into if we don't trade back, it'll tie back into me. I think we do need to resort to drafting a left tackle mm-hmm. uh, because you know you see how you're right you're you're hitting the nail on the head. We do have some pass rushers who we've already drafted and in draft, and we tried to, you know, invest in and the guys that we normally draft right now are becoming not I mean some of them are becoming superstars but other, all the other guys are becoming just really good solid football players and we just need that one solid football player. We need that guy who's going to be our guy, you know. I don't really yeah. want to like I don't want to have to reach out to Trent Williams if we have to for a one year flyer. I think we priority right now we got to get our guy at left tackle. You're right.
0: Yeah. And I would love to have like all our offensive line under contract for the next four to five years. I mean, that would just, yep. you don't have to address it. You don't have to touch it for the next yeah. couple of years. If you draft the left tackle in that first round or, or you know later in the first round, even second round, yeah, that would help so much. And you don't have to touch it for a while because you've already found all your other pieces on your offensive line. Mm-hmm. So that kind of my thought on it at least.
1: Yep. I agree. I agree. Coming from our buddy Kent, who's at Kent0939, bunch of threes and nines. Who will Carson Wentz's backup be? Mm, we said Are Jacob our, Eason, right? Yeah, we, we pretty much answered that. It's Jacob Eason, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, you know, if if Jacoby Percent does want to come back, I don't think there's any way we're going to sign him for what we signed him for first couple of years. It'll be significantly less money. Um, so if he thinks he can get a starting job, or I'm not saying things, I think he, can, he definitely can. I'm saying if he thinks he can get a lot more money with a starting job and go to a different team, like let's say a, uh, you know, even someone like the Bears, like let's say the Bears trade Trubisky or cut Trubisky, someone like that, or uh, the Jets if they trade Darnold. You know, I, I feel like they can definitely oh, they're going to draft a number guy, guy number two. You know what right, I mean? I'll get you though. I yeah, think.
0: yeah. Some of those teams that need a potential bridge quarterback, I get that.
1: Right. Exactly. So I think it's definitely going to be Eason.
0: Yeah. I think so too. I mean, I think you know, you you can say all you want. We don't know what we have in him, but he drafted him a pretty decent pick last year. It wasn't like a, you know, early pick, but it was still decent. I mean, why wouldn't you have him be your backup and just learn behind Carson Wentz? I mean, he's got potential. He's not he's not a Scott Tolzien type of guy, right? Like he's got yeah. the potential to be potentially a starter, like we mentioned already earlier in the, in this QA. So yeah. I think he's going to be your primary backup. I just don't really see why Jacoby would want to come back, if I'm being honest. I mean, obviously you have right. those relationships with the guys. Yeah. But like it gives me similar to like Joe Haig vibes last year, like we already mentioned. You want to go to a team where you feel like you can actually compete for a starting job. And it's not going to be here in Indianapolis. So maybe he thinks yeah. one of those teams he can go get and compete for a starting job. I I wouldn't blame him at all.
1: Not at all, not at all. And he was, he deserves the money. He des- he's a great guy. He deserves to do whatever he wants at this point. Um, yeah. But of course, I am selfish and I would love him back because of how good of a locker room player he is as well. Sure, so we'll see. Um, and people always do forget. You're right. That it, it was a good pick. Like Marlon Mack was our fourth round pick a couple years ago. Uh, Corey Willis was either a third or fourth round pick. You know, like yeah, he was these- a fourth rounder as well. Yeah, yeah, yep. like. All these guys are so helpful and such great players as well. Like, if Jacob Eason comes in and plays as the equivalent of what Kari Wills has been playing like, that's a solid yeah. QB. That's like a top 15 QB, I would think. Because Kari Wills has quietly been so consistent. He only missed one broken tackle. I think it was on Derek Henry. So... I mean, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. And so I feel like he's definitely got a lot of potential. You're right. Fourth round pick, people are always like, "Oh no, he wasn't picked in the top 10 or blah 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 blah." Tom Brady was 199. Let's always just remember that. So, yeah, and and Dak was a fourth round pick too. I mean, we're not we're not going to go there,
0: but there is right. potential. You never know with these guys. I mean, he it's not like you know, he has no like I said earlier like People were hyping him up last year. I mean, people thought the Colts were going to take him in round two. They honestly yep. did. People did. So he has potential, man. And right now, I think the best spot for him is just to sit behind Wentz and learn. Yep. And how is he going to do that? He's going to be the backup. He's going to play preseason. He's going to do all that stuff he needs to do, potentially, to be a starting quarterback down the line. But yep. the next question here from David at David DavidZone, he says, I know you've been super adamant about trading back, and I agree. However," Make a list of players who would semi-realistically fall to you at 21. So assuming you know you don't trade up for anybody. So players at 21, who are some guys that stand out to me? He says mine would be Waddle, Slater, Rousseau, or Darasaw. Who are some guys potentially, Michael, that you, you're seeing?
1: Um, you know, at 21, I understand out of those players specifically that he just said, I can't get over Jalen Waddle. I would always love to see another weapon, especially with Carson Wentz. But, man, I mean, any of those guys, if they fall to us right then and there, I'd be happy with it. But obviously, you know, we are still looking at the left tackle. I am personally, of course, of the mindset that we want to trade back. But then, of course, if one of those guys is there, probably got to get the tackle as well. Yeah,
0: I get you there. I mean, really, if any of those offensive tackles, if any of those guys fall, I, I mean, I would definitely go for that. I um, know mm-hmm. there's some corners as well. Uh, I know Pitts probably won't be there at 21, but that's an interesting name. If he did fall, a lot of people have said, well, that would be a really good fit. I mean, sure. but assuming he's even there, which is very unlikely, probably. So the question, David, appreciate it. All right, next one from Matthew Sanchez. He says, so someone has to be pessimistic. So we have one person here. Uh, for the sake of asking the question. He says, let's say Wentz doesn't return to form and has a lot of the similar issues as last season. And he puts in quotes, still love the trade for the price. How long is this leash on Wentz this season? So talking about this season specifically, if he's really bad, how long is the leash?
1: That's a good question. You know, I, I feel like Frank Reich out of most coaches would be a little bit more lenient mm-hmm. uh, as to like, you know, maybe not the best of play. We saw what he was like with Adam Benatarry. We saw what him and Chris Ballard were like with, you know, Rocky Sin having his troubles this past year on defense. You know, I think he would probably be if he just wasn't able to be himself, wasn't able to actually really get the ball moving, and he wasn't able to get rid of those turnovers. I think maybe week 10, somewhere along those lines, maybe not halfway through the season, but like, you know, three quarters through the season or something like that, maybe week 12. uh, He'd be like, yeah, I think we probably need to go ahead and pull it and play Eason. Mm. Yeah, I, I think so, too. It, it really depends how bad is
0: bad. <laughs> it would be interesting, though, if Carson Wentz went back-to-back years being benched. I mean, my goodness. I mean, the yeah. good news, I guess, out of all that would be you're most likely not giving up first-round pick next year. So that's good, at least. Maybe you could have mm-hmm. more of the ammunition if you like a quarterback or something like that. So thanks for that question. Next one from Mario Borelli. He says, there's a lot of talk about J.J. Watt coming to Indy. He says, I personally don't like it. I think this is the year to get a young defensive end that can be a game wrecker and free up the double team on Buckner. This says, I really like Lawson or Aquara as they're both young with high motors. Thoughts? I mean, this is something we talked about earlier with the J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt argument. Like I guess give your thoughts again real fast on J.J. Watt yeah. and against some of these younger pass rushers.
1: Of course. I mean, I, I was quoted to saying earlier that I would pay any money, any amount of money for J.J. Watt because I'm such a huge fan of him. Um, however, you know, as Cody and I have been talking, I am sort of into the idea of getting a younger free agent or younger pass rusher as well, no matter what, because we don't know what J.J. Watt wants in the, in the long run. But someone like a Shaq Lawson or a Shaq Barrett, And a Romeo Aguara. Shout out to Charlotte, North Carolina. He went to Audrey Kell actually here in Charlotte. Hmm. Shout out to that. I would absolutely love that as well. So just, you're right. As long as we free up the double team on DeForest Buckner, I'm cool with whoever we get. I do think, however, uh, Chris Ballard is going to lean towards Shaquille Barrett because of his Super Bowl, because of how he played there, how he played in the long run and in the big games. you You want the guys who are calm, cool, and collected who can actually really perform in those games. So I think Shaquille Barrett is definitely on his radar. Sure. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. I think both those guys. I really think whoever
0: um, hits yeah. the market. That is a big question, though. Who out of these guys would hit the open market? Who would this? You know, which team would not be able to afford a player or would be foolish and let a player walk like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I personally think Ballard would be in on any of those guys because uh, that is the biggest need on defense, like we've said multiple times already before. Next one from at four T H James. He says we know Pagano wanted to be John Smith. If you remember that name. That's a throwback, right there. So we we know he wanted. I mean, we didn't really see him, but he said we know we will. He wanted him because he could make him great, right? He thought he could make him great. It didn't happen. He said, "What if Frank, who wants Carson, who wanted Carson, doesn't fix him? Then the Colts are back to square one, searching for a quarterback again."
1: Yeah, that's right. If he doesn't fix him, then yes, of course, we're back to square one. But as Frank Reich has done throughout his tenure here, he's had a new quarterback every single season and he's performed fairly well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the one that wasn't the best was the 2019 season when Juke Kobe got hurt and, you know, different things happened. That was also when Andrew Luck clearly retired two weeks before the season. So, you know, we can make excuses. We can also say, you know, there shouldn't be excuses. However, what I've seen and I think what a lot of unbiased people have seen is that Frank is a great coach. So um, if Carson Wentz doesn't work out, yeah that sucks and yeah we gave up a couple picks not too many picks not we didn't overpay I don't think I think that's pretty much the consensus as well and I think the Eagles need to get some credit here if Carson Wentz plays to the ability that he can and we do make the playoffs and he does play that 70 or 75 percent the Eagles get a first rounder and they that's what they were looking for and I know it's not going to be the first rounder that they got for Carson Wentz but in this day and age you know like I know it wasn't what they wanted, wasn't a Matthew Stafford trade, but they got something out of a guy that didn't want to be there instead of having to cut him like the Texans did with J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. So I think the Eagles deserve some credit. However, <laughs> I still think we won the trade, so thank you. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely will be uh, interesting
0: to see what happens. But, you know, I kind of look at it like this. You weren't going to get it. You weren't going to trade. Probably not. It would cost a lot, I should say if you're going to try to trade up and get a quarterback and that's no slam dunk, right. That he's going to be the guy either. And really like for the draft capital, you gave up, you're not going to get a player of Carson Wentz's potential, right? His physical stature mm-hmm. and everything that comes along with that. His mm-hmm. 2017 season where we saw what his ceiling could be. You're not going to get a player like that at 21. You're just not right. You, and mm-hmm. you're probably not going to get a guy in free agency like that. You got to make a trade for that guy. So, you know, I get it. I get there's some risk. I would say this is definitely the riskiest move of the Ballard tenure and Ballard right tenure watch. here. But Beautiful. still, yeah, it definitely is. But still, I kind of look at it as like, well, what else were you supposed to do, right, at quarterback, you know, to get the guy of Carson Wentz's talent, right? And so I I look at it as like, yeah, it's a risk, but I feel like it was kind of a necessary risk that you had to take Mm. to find potentially your franchise quarterback that's still under the age of 30 for a couple more years, still has a lot of prime left. If he can get back to that form. Mm. So I get the question for sure, but like, you know, I don't fault Frank and I don't fault Chris for taking this risk because it's like, who else were you going to get that was going to, you know, allow you to still address those positions in the draft and also potentially get your franchise quarterback. And I do say potentially because there's a lot of question marks, which we've already talked about. But, yeah, for sure. All right, next one from Jim. He says, how big of an issue is Wentz's back? This one was a little bit confusing to me. I don't know if you if you looked into it. Did Carson Wentz have some back trouble early on uh, with Philadelphia, or maybe was that the issue in, in 2018 when he missed like
1: five games? I think it was actually um – It was either 2018 or it was 2017, which took him out completely. In 2017, it might have been also a knee injury as well. I think it was an ACL for him, right, in 2017. So it must have been 2018 then. Right. Um, Because I know in 2019, it was his head. He had a concussion because of the Javion Clowney hit. That was rough. And I I genuinely don't think that was Carson's fault. I don't think it was Javion's either. I think it was just bad timing. But – I am worried about his injury past. I am worried that, you know, he's not going to stay healthy. And, you know, that's another reason why I don't think we gave them a legitimate first round pick and why he has to play a specific amount of snaps because he's been injury prone and we know that, but, The way that our offensive line works, the way that our team has been able to get the ball out super quick on these drag routes and everything like that. Now, obviously, you know, Carson hasn't been too accurate on drag routes recently, but I feel like Frank Reich is going to be able to coach him up no matter what. Marcus Brady is going to be able to coach him up no matter what. I'm going to keep saying that name, by the way. A lot of people are never going to know that name or didn't know that name much until this season. Marcus Brady is going to be a huge thing. Anyways. Yeah. I think Carson's going to be totally fine, um, especially if he gets the ball out really quickly, especially if he does not hold the ball onto as much as he usually does. You know, in 2017, obviously he was with Frank and he was playing better, but he was still holding onto the ball a lot. I feel like now that he has Frank back, he has the right people around him, the right running backs, the right receivers, the right tight ends, hopefully, and Hunter Henry or Zach Ertz. I think he'll be just fine. So as long as he just gets rid of the ball quickly, I think we don't have to worry about his injury history.
0: Yeah. See, I would actually push back on that, that injury history kind of narrative that's being pushed because you look at the last, like I just look at the last two seasons, right? He played 16 games in 2019. And then this last year, he only played in 12 games. It wasn't an injury related thing. It was just... You know, being benched for Jalen Hurts and all that drama that comes with that. And the dude had got sacked 50 times in 12 games. So right. he's been taking a lot of hits, and those hits add up after a while. I mean, you could be built like Carson Wentz and Andrew Luck, and, and it's still – you can't just not – those hits matter, right? It's, it just won't – it can't not affect you. So I definitely understand that. Hopefully, he continues to, to do what he's done in terms of an injury history the last two years where he stayed relatively healthy and played – all the games that he's been active. So that's, I guess, a little bit of encouraging news, but you're right. There was 2017 and 2018 where he dealt with some injuries back-to-back years. That is a little bit concerning, but the good thing is the last two years, it feels like the Eagles have gotten worse, but Carson Wentz's health has actually gotten better, which is interesting. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens, like you said, with this offensive line, with kind of the RPO game that Frank likes to use, the quick passes, get out to Hines, Campbell, all those guys. I'm interested Mm -hmm. to see how that maybe helps his longevity and his durability this year. So I definitely agree with you there. I love to see what, what Frank Reich's going to do with him. And we saw a little bit in 2018 with Andrew Luck, right? Like I Mm -hmm. felt like Andrew did a lot better job of protecting himself than he ever did before. Um, and that I give credit to Frank Reich because of that, like he's teaching him tendencies to, you know, trying to coach those, those things out of him that he, he was really famous for, you know, taking those Mm -hmm. big hits, not being afraid of it. Uh, so I'm, I'm encouraged by that, and I'm hoping, man, that uh, that Frank Reich can kind of teach him, hey, you don't always have to make the big play. You know what? You have to protect yourself. You are the most important piece on this offense because you're the quarterback. You have mm-hmm. to protect yourself and just sometimes just move on to the next play, not try to make the incredible Superman hero ball type of play. So, uh, yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to the next one. It's from Daryl Ingram. He says, mm-hmm. who's more likely, Yannick Ngakwe or Chris Godwin?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Now, if you were to tell me, if you were to ask me who's more likely in free agency, pass rusher or wide receiver, I'd probably go pass rusher. Hmm. But if you're telling me Yannick Ngakwe instead of Chris Godwin, I think it'd be Chris Godwin. I think Yannick Ngakwe is a great player. Um, I just don't think he wants to be a Colt. I don't think we would also have the money to pay him what he would want. And if we want to pay... I. Genuinely, if Yannick and and Chris Godwin both wanted, let's say, twenty million, just an arbitrary number. They both wanted the same number, right? I mm-hmm. think I'd rather pray Chris Godwin. And so he showed out in the Super Bowl. He's a great route runner. He's physical. He can block well. He does everything that, you know, our culture wants and our locker room needs. Man, I I, I think it'd be Chris Godwin.
0: Yeah, I mean, what uh, it was now that'll be team number four for Yannick Ngakwe in the span of a couple years, so that might tell you something right there about he maybe not be great for the locker room. Now, Ballard just said we feel like we can handle a guy that's you know maybe a little bit of a checkered pass and stuff like that. Not the Yannick Ngakwe is, but he's kind of a you know there's been some drama there and there's been some stuff like that. So uh, you know, depending on what Ballard thinks there, uh, but maybe I mean from a player standpoint, he's really good pass rusher for sure. Um, and you need that, so I, I I wouldn't be opposed to him. And really, yeah, like you said, depends how much he's demanding. You know, I don't honestly think it'd be a ton. Maybe it, maybe I'm mm-hmm. wrong here, but you know what? He's he's looking for his fourth team now. Maybe maybe he's like, I just want to go to a contender now. Yeah. I'm kind of tired of. I don't really care about the money. I just want to win. And maybe that would be kind of an interesting thing, an interesting pairing with the Colts, and you know, seeing what their defense did this last year, especially on that defensive line. Right. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I just don't even know if Chris Godwin is going to be available. I would say more likely is Yannick Ngakwe because he's obviously available. And I don't even know if Chris Godwin is going to leave Tampa Bay, honestly. But if I'm choosing, probably Godwin as well. Yeah, I agree. Especially if they're around the same, same price for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. This one from Ryan Schaefer. says, is there any chance of the Colts picking Earl Thomas? Interesting name up from free agency.
1: No, everything that he's everything that people have said about him and his locker room presence, everything that he's really done to show like what kind of guy he is, I'm not saying he's a bad guy whatsoever. I'm just saying that. Chris Ballard is not going to want to deal with him. We have Julian Blackman as a free safety. We have George Odom as a great backup safety for wherever we need and as a special teams player. Kari Willis, obviously, we talked about him a little bit earlier. And I think he would if he really wants to go back for another safety, which I do think he's going to draft one for depth, he'll probably go in the draft. I don't think Earl Thomas is going to touch our locker room.
0: Yeah, and and Earl Thomas wouldn't want to be a backup either. I mean, I don't think he would be, so... I just don't think yeah from a from a culture standpoint and then also just the role that Earl Thomas would have I just don't think it'd be a fit but appreciate right. the question though Ryan I appreciate the question man All right this one from Chris he says favorite available free agent regardless of position
1: Favorite free agent That's a tough one I mean Chris Godwin comes to mind I would absolutely love having him. If he does, obviously, become if they don't re-sign with him because he would be a free agent. Um, but then I also talked about him earlier, Allen Robinson. I, I, I'm i stuck on these receivers, man. I know we have MPJ. I know we got Paris Campbell. Hopefully, we'll re-sign T.Y. and Zach Paschal. Uh, but I am stuck on having that one guy that Carson Wentz will just – I I miss – I think it's maybe just me being a Colts fan and being a little spoiled. I just miss having the Peyton the Manning. The Peyton to Reggie, the Andrew Luck to Reggie, the Andrew Luck to T.Y. You know what I mean? I miss just having that one-two tandem. And it could be MPJ in the future. Could still be T.Y. for Carson. But, man, Allen Robinson and Carson would be so nice together. Mm.
0: See, I'm going – I'm going – Aquara, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. Especially if the Colts were to bring him in, I'll have to figure it out. Uh, I'm thinking him or Lawson. Uh, I just really think edge is so important for your defense. And if you can get a Pro Bowl player at edge in free agency, you don't have to address it in the draft. That would solve so many issues for you. So I would like one of those guys. I think those would be great. And that's the question that Mario's asking next. He's saying, I think we sign one of those guys. He says, I personally don't want to resign Autry or Houston. And I think the, I think they're too old. I mean, some young blooded edge. You said, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, as much as I do want those guys, because I love having my team. I mean, if you've watched any of these videos, you know that I just love this team all of itself. I just want to keep everyone have the same, same exact team and just add on to it, you know, and not lose guys. But man, you're right. They are getting a little older. Out of those two, I know Autry might have produced just a tiny bit more sometimes, and he was a little bit bigger than Houston. I think I'd want Houston because of his leadership um, or the, you know, the fact that he's been a captain, the fact that he's just talking to everyone before every pregame. I love Justin Houston. Um, but, man, you're right. If, if, if we had to get rid of both of them to bring in another, like, really young, really good pass rusher, I think I'd be okay with it. Um mm. Man, that's thinking about that is really tough. It's a good thing. Excuse me. It's a good thing to know that, like as as a fan, I would be upset for losing someone because of not only their play, but just because I liked them, or just because that they were good human beings or good just people to be around, it seemed like, you know, because like watching Justin Houston and Aaron Rodgers at the end of that Green Bay game was so, was just so fun to watch like him be like a kid like what we would be like, like, we would, we would exactly do the exact same thing with Aaron Rodgers, you know, it does suck seeing that, but it, it, this is a business. And, you know, if we were able to get one of those young guys, I think we'd have to take him. See,
0: I'm kind of like torn up both those guys on Houston and Autry. Yeah. And I, I get what you're saying about Houston, a great leader, but I, I Autry plays so many different positions on that line. He can literally play any position. And he's been decently productive, right? I mean, he was I think he was second on the team in Saxis last year behind Buckner. So I mean yeah. say what you want about Autry. I mean, he's not like the most consistent pass rusher, but he can move around. He can play three tech, he can play defensive end, he can play just anything you need. So I think, and he's a little bit younger. So I think I might bring back Autry, but Mm. it would suck to lose Justin Houston for sure. Yeah, I don't want to lose any of them, but I do get it. Like you said, it's a business, and uh, you gotta you gotta lose some guys, unfortunately, and gain some other guys. So uh, yeah, if if it meant that, I probably would be okay with that too. I mean, I I would definitely be okay with that. It just would suck to lose those guys because they've done some good things for the horseshoe the last couple years. Thinking about it, man. Yeah, I know. I feel that. I, even like TY
1: Hilton. I hate even thinking the thought of him in, in any other uniform. I'm not I crossing that bridge. I'm not crossing that bridge <laughs> until it happens. I'm not even I thinking about no. if he like it does go away. I don't want to I don't want to get my mind ready for that. Nope, no, definitely not. We're not gonna talk about it right
0: now. Um <laughs> Good. Carl, Carl asks, he says, out of the past Colts players, if you, if you could bring back one player to play in twenty twenty one, who would it be and why?
1: Oh, oh, my God. Okay. I mean, clearly... God, this is a tough question. What a question, man. I know. Okay. If, if we have this team right now... God, I mean, Peyton Manning. Peyton, I, I can't... I, I would... It sucks because I would love to bring back Dwight Freeney or Robert Mathis because to fill the edge rush that we need, or bring back Marvin Harrison or Reggie Wayne, or bring back you know uh, uh, Dallas Clark, people that like could fill in the positions that we need. But how can you not say that Peyton Manning would be so good with this team? Mm-hmm. Even Andrew Luck, obviously, of course, you know would want to bring him back. But we have one of the greatest, if not the arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. At least I think in the regular season. Tom Brady clearly kind of owns that whole all-time GOAT list. But regular season, Peyton Manning's the guy. So I think I just – I think I got to go Peyton Manning. What about you, Cody?
0: Yeah, I mean, Peyton's the obvious choice. But I do like one of those edge rushers. You know, Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis, that would just solve so much for you. Yeah. Um, your defense would be insane. I, I don't know. It's tough for me because, you know, Mathis was like – you know, he was a Colt longer, and people probably like Mathis more than they like Freeney, but Freeney was just a beast, man. They, they are both – I think you could pick either one of those guys I'd be totally happy with. Um, I, agree. I mean, free. I mean, I feel like Mathis was slightly more undersized than Freeney, so mm-hmm. it's like you think about the run defense a little bit. Would Freeney be a little bit better at that? I don't know. I mean, it's splitting hairs right now. Both those guys are all-time yeah. goats. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Are. any any of those guys, you mentioned Harrison, probably Marvin Harrison would be another one I'd be ecstatic about. Yeah. Um, or Reggie, one of those guys being insane with this team. So there's a lot of good names. It's hard to just pick one, man. But, yeah, probably one of those guys. All right, let's move on to the next one. It's from at MLGars5. He says, do you think the signing of Wentz helps or hurts Eason? And what is the bigger picture for Eason, do you think? Now, we touched on this a little bit already, Michael, about kind of the future of Jacob Eason. But let's just answer that first part of the question. Do you think the signing of Wentz helps or hurts Eason?
1: My first reaction is that it does help him as he's only been a year in the system. Um, We've only seen some rookie quarterbacks and some quarterbacks start after year one or year sitting after one year be really, really good. And the names are like Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, only a few, right? And so I feel like he could benefit from learning more from Carson Wentz, learning a lot more experience from that. However, I, I'm worried about maybe the mental aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe him saying, okay, I got drafted by this team, but I already have two QBs ahead of me. I've been a healthy scratch every single time. I got no preseason reps. I get some reps during practice. I get, you know, maybe hear more and more as the season progresses. But like then he understands, he's like, okay, I'm going to I'm going into this offseason. Phillip Rivers is retiring. Jacoby hasn't been resigned. He's not gonna be resigned. And then bam, Carson Wentz is traded. Mm-hmm. And so I, I am worried because I would be in his shoes. I'd be like, mm. so they still don't believe in me. And so That's not a, it's not necessarily a bad thing. We drafted him for a reason. We pay him money for a reason to be the backup and to hopefully be the guy whenever Carson does eventually get hurt. He will get hurt sometimes. We know that we've seen him get hurt sometimes, like maybe a mild injury here and there, like some turf burn or something like that when he's running around all all over, all over the place, but we're going to need him when we need him. And so part of me is a little worried that it does hurt him, but we already mentioned this beforehand time will tell we're going to have to wait and see.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the good thing with the Colts is like, they're going to give him a real shot to compete. I feel like like, and it's not just going to be blowing smoke. Like if Carson Wentz is outright terrible, would the Colts potentially make that move and say, Hey, you know what? Like this guy beat him. I don't care how much we invested in this guy. This guy beat him. He beat him out. Now I don't think that's going to happen. Probably. But I feel like if I'm Jacob Eason, I don't feel like I've been like led astray or been given up on, you know, because it's not like the Colts told him you're going to be our guy. And then they went and traded for Wentz. They said, Hey, they even publicly said, right. We don't even know about Jacob Eason. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. he shouldn't be disappointed by that. You know what I mean? Um, Because the Colts have very clearly told him where they're at with him. Um, And I, hopefully he's a straight shooter and he understands that that's how, how Ballard operates. And he respects that. And he's like, you know what? Like, I get that. I'm going to continue to work, continue to put my head down. And and you know what? Maybe in a year, maybe in a couple, I'll be the guy. Um, But I got to prove it. You know, it's just not like something that he's going to be given. So uh, I think that's where his mindset should be. It should not be a woe is me type of thing. Mm -hmm. If it is, I'm a little bit concerned. You know, maybe some of those squabblings that they had about the draft last year in the draft about character, if that is the case, which probably isn't the case at
1: all. Right. You know what I mean? that, was, that was also me just putting myself in his shoes. Jacob Eason could sure. be much, much different than me, like much mentally stronger than what I am. And so where he could be like, yeah, whatever, man, like I, I got this. I'm still going to compete. I'm still the backup. Whatever I am, I'm going to, yeah. you know, so I, I which I do think, believe and think he is. So it oh, just, yeah. we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. That wasn't meant to be a shot at Jacob Eason. No, at not at all. Not at all. Uh, no, that's just, I'm saying if that was his mindset, then oh, man, there's, we have some other issues as well that he's got to work through. Right. But it appears it's not from all, all that's indicated. So mm. uh, that's great news for for his front. But yeah, I think he's he shouldn't be surprised where he's at. So mentally, I don't think it's going to impact him. It only can help him, right? Because Carson mm. Wentz, say what you want, he was playing like an MVP a few years ago. So he definitely has a vast knowledge that he can pass on to Jacob Eason as well. He's had, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz. So he's he's had some pretty solid quarterbacks that have done some stuff in the league that he's going to be able to learn about learn behind. So yeah. All right. Last question here. I'm going to try to read this ad. It's a long one. Two I-V-E-E-U-N EUN Stews <laughs> asked, after adding Wentz, what say you about our
1: record, record right.
0: predictions here? I know you
1: hate this, but <laughs> If I if Carson Wentz stays healthy, that's 12 and 4. Okay. 12 and 4. Okay. You can write that down right now and hopefully 13 and 3, but 12 and 4. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm gonna be a little bit of a downer, not not too much. I'm gonna go 10 and 6. That's not too much of a downer. It's just less than what you had. <laughs> that's fine. because there is question marks about him. Um okay as much as I want to go 12 and four and 13 and three, I just can't overlook last season. (laughs) I just can't. Uh Um, but I will say the Colts have a very good football team. And Mm -hmm. if anybody can get the most out of him, like we've heard, it's Frank Reich. So you know what? That's probably nine and seven, 10 and 10 and six is their floor. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. if Wentz is just outright terrible, uh, but, or if he's just average or whatever, um, but I think they could potentially be a very, very good football team, 12-4, and 13-3, yeah. if Wentz can get back to even his 2018 form. Like, I think they definitely can. So, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, right, for sure. Yeah. All righty. Well, that'll do it for this Q&A session, guys. Just a little bit over an hour here talking about the Colts. Hopefully we got all your questions down. I think we got pretty much all of them. If I missed one or I missed a couple, I apologize. It's hard to keep up on some of those questions. Some of them randomly will show up and are visible on you know, my computer, and then some are, more, are, are not visible. So hopefully we got them all, but I think we got a good majority of them. And this was fun, man. Thanks for coming on, Michael, and, and talking about this and helping me answer these questions, man.
1: Of course, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. And thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it as always. Like I said earlier in the video, we're less than a month away from free agency. The NFL draft's coming up. We are going to have you covered. We're going to be covering all that stuff. We're going to try to get multiple videos out every week. It'd be awesome if we could get a video out every day, but there's just, I don't know. We'll see. We might be able to, but nonetheless, we got you covered guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And for Michael, myself, as always go Colts,
1: go Colts, baby. Go blue.